0: Peripheral arterial disease is a common circulatory problem in which narrowed arteries reduce blood flow to your limbs. If this develops, your extremities, usually your legs, don't receive enough blood flow to keep up with demand. Welcome to the GW HealthCast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. And today's topic, diseases of arteries. It's not just about your heart. My guest is Dr. Salim Lala, Dr. Lala is the Assistant Professor of Surgery at the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences and is affiliated with the George Washington University Hospital. Dr. Lala, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Mike. So the, we know, for most of my audience probably, the minute we say arterial disease or anything like that, they think of the heart, right? And and probably rightly so. Um, but it, it's more than just that, correct? So So tell us a little bit about what peripheral arterial diseases.
1: Yes. Uh, and so basically, patients who present to the hospital, most commonly if they have family members, they think about the heart first because they think about um, uh, arteries in the heart having disease in them that needs to be unclogged. But as you correctly pointed out, that that disease can exist elsewhere in the body and can also exist in the arteries that supply the leg. And what it is basically is as we age, Peripheral arterial disease is a chronic disease in which you have what's called plaque, which causes the blockages that tend to build up in the arteries, not just in the leg, but anywhere in the body. And when patients develop these blockages in arteries supplying the heart, that's when patients develop heart pain or what we call angina. And that's what prompts them to go to their cardiologist in a similar fashion when the arteries that supply the leg, when they start building up plaque uh, and these blockages, then patients will exhibit pain in their legs. And then that's when these patients need to be referred to a specialist, such Mm -hmm. as a vascular surgeon.
0: Yeah, and so that's interesting, right? And and I think that's an important point that you you bring up that term, that phrasing arterial plaque. And I think think most listeners are, are somewhat familiar with that. And the key thing here is that can actually happen... In any artery, really throughout your body. Here's an interesting thought though. Um, is it, if somebody was to come in and see you, Dr. Lala, with this peripheral arterial disease, some of the symptoms you mentioned in the, in the lower legs, is, does that make you worry a little bit about other arteries, like the arteries in the heart? Is there a connection there?
1: Yes, absolutely. And in fact, um, disease in the arteries of the leg is a indicator for, having disease in the arteries or plaque in the arteries elsewhere in the body, most commonly the heart. And what happens is that patients who have heart pain or angina know that that's a problem because obviously they, it's everywhere and, you know, patients and their families go to the hospital to get that fixed. However, when patients have pain in their leg, you know, that could be due to a multiple, a host of different factors. and They, they don't tend to clue in that this actually may be a problem if the arteries of my leg. But conversely, you're right. If when a vascular surgeon or another provider correctly identifies that these patients have plaque buildup in the arteries in their leg, it is definitely an indicator that they may have more disease in their heart.
0: Well, how would someone know then? So let's talk a little bit about, you know, you know, average American, 30, 40, 50 years old. What are some of the signs and symptoms that we should look for that might tell us, Hey, I need to go get my, the, the arteries in my legs checked out.
1: Yeah, and so just like in the heart, when patients exert themselves and the heart muscle isn't getting enough blood, they will have heart pain. In a very similar fashion, when patients have blockages in the arteries of their leg, when they walk most commonly and the muscles of their leg aren't getting enough blood flow because of the blockages, they will exhibit pain in their muscles. And we classically describe that phenomenon as intermittent claudication, um, And basically the strict definition of that is pain in the muscles of your leg, most commonly your calves, that occurs when you walk a certain distance. And when you stop, once that pain occurs, the pain is actually relieved by rest. And that is a very, very, a very good indicator to tell me as a surgeon that there will, there might be disease in the arteries supplying that leg. And that would be a good time to get a referral and to get further workup and treatment done.
0: Well, what is some of that workup? If I were to go in and, and and kind of present some of these symptoms to my primary care physician, is there something that they can do first uh, to, to maybe rule yeah. out per, uh, peripheral disease, or, or does it, do they get referred right to you?
1: No, I think um, in, in the primary care setting, there's definitely a few things that can be done on a basic history and physical examination to kind of Delineate whether this is truly an arterial problem. And again, when someone talks to these patients, they would be able to tell if they have these classic claudication-type symptoms. Also, on physical examination, you can examine the leg and do what we call a peripheral pulse exam where we check the pulses in your leg. So we check the pulses in the groin where there's a big artery there called the femoral artery. There's the popliteal artery that is behind the knee, and then there's the arteries in the seat uh, that you can listen to or you can feel with your hand. And if you actually can feel the pulse in the foot with your hand, just like you would feel the pulse in your wrist, you probably don't have any significant blockages. Also, some primary care physician offices have these. Otherwise, yes, you actually are referred to a vascular surgeon to get ABIs, which is, again, this is a technical term. It's called ankle brachial indices. It's a non-invasive test where they measure the blood pressure in your ankle and compare it to the blood pressure in your arm, and they're looking to see what the difference is. Usually, any number less than 0.9 indicates that you have some sort of disease in your arteries that may warrant a referral to a vascular surgeon.
0: That's interesting. So just for my listeners to understand that a little bit more, what you're saying with with the blood pressure test, right, is that in in general, the, the, the blood pressure throughout our body should be, even or equal correct and so if there's a drop if there's a blockage there's going to be less pressure in the ankle is that a kind of a, a way to think of it absolutely and so there's a certain number that you look at and you say yes that's that's a drop in pressure that's a sign well if, if that happens if if let's say i'm i'm with you dr lala and, and you do that that check and it turns out that my pressure is a little too low in the ankle what's the next step at that point
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So usually at that point, they're usually talking to someone like myself, like a vascular surgeon. And then at that point, we have to investigate and marry the symptoms that the patients are exhibiting, their physical examination findings, and objective measurements, such as the results of an ABI, to see what the best course of treatment is. The reality is that most patients who have claudication, again, which is just pain while walking a certain distance, um, would actually benefit from conservative, conservative management first because most patients who have claudication will actually still have their leg in five years and the mortality or the problem with these patients actually comes from underlying disease elsewhere in the body, most commonly in the heart. So usually patients who have pain in their legs that isn't really interfering with their life that much but it's kind of annoying, cramping pain when they walk to the supermarket or if they walk to their mailbox Usually we tell those patients that risk factor modification is the first and most essential step. So if they have high blood pressure, to make sure that's managed well. If they have diabetes, to make sure that's managed well. To exercise regularly three to four times a week. Um, If they're a smoker, to definitely uh, stop smoking. Um, If uh, they can engage in weight loss programs, to engage in a weight loss program. So Mm -hmm. I think all of that together helps especially exercise. Helps to increase the amount of blood flow to the leg, while also minimizing the amount of disease that tends to build up, and is the first step in treatment actually for these patients.
0: And then, so in those cases where maybe it has to go to the next step of treatment, is this um, surgery? What what's the process or the procedure at this point if you feel like those lifestyle modifications are not working or they're just too hard for that patient?
1: Yeah, another excellent question. So yes, yeah, so then there, there. So the next step is when patients actually have more pain. It's just not pain while walking. It's pain when they're sitting down or they have a wound on their foot that they've noticed about three weeks ago that has not healed. So in those Mm -hmm. cases, those patients actually have what we like to call critical limb ischemia, which is basically the tissues or the muscle and the the skin of the leg is not getting enough blood flow, even at rest, to do the basic functions. So those patients, yes, would warrant an intervention, and there are a variety of means by which we can accomplish this. And similarly, we can do it both by using well minimally invasive surgical techniques, which is endovascular repairs, and also open surgery where we can do, similar to a heart bypass, open leg bypasses.
0: Right, yeah. So, I guess, you know, let's, in summary, Dr. Lala, let's just, let me have you take the, the rein here and just give us a nice summary of what you would like people to know about peripheral arterial disease.
1: Yeah, so, patients who have peripheral arterial disease, if you're having pain in your legs, especially while walking, you want to seek uh, a referral to from your Primary Care Doctor to a vascular surgeon to see if you do have blockages in the arteries of your leg. And usually, if you just have pain while walking, you can manage that with risk factor modification, as we mentioned above. Um, if the pain is interfering with your life or if the pain has gone to the point where you can't even move and the pain is in your foot even while not walking, then the, we can definitely offer interventions at that point. And usually, now that the technology is so advanced, we can put stents in the arteries using wires and catheters and even balloons to open up blockages. So such that these blockages can be managed on an outpatient basis. And even if it comes to a point where the blockages are so severe that we cannot manage it with endovascular means, we are very well equipped to do open bypasses to bypass the blockages and reestablish blood flow to your feet.
0: Great summary, Dr. Lala. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to the GW HealthCast. Please visit gwdocs.com to get connected with Dr. Lala or another provider, or you can call 1-888-4GW-DOCS to schedule an in-person or virtual appointment. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.